I think if, if you're feeling scared and paranoid or afraid that people don't like you, that all you need to do is check in with the handful of people around you to see. Take your balloons to the next level as we delve deeper into what truly makes a professional balloon artist with your host, Zivi Kivi. Now, welcome to the Balloon Artist Podcast. Hello, Balloon Artist Podcast Nation. What's up? It's Zivi Kivi, and this is Season 6, Chapter 8. The topic of today's episode is not something that is very nice and fluffy. It's depression and bipolar personality. Some of us have to live with this other side in them. And this is the topic of this season, the other side, how we make balloons out of our bodies and our minds. And sometimes these have characteristics and stories that affect the way that we touch balloons, the way that we see balloons, and the way that we sell balloons. And this is the place to talk about it, to ponder, to think, to get perspective on life. And here we are today with Shona Flanagan. She's so generous in, in her ability to open up and share a very private story. This interview was taking place in WBC, where... Shona was competing with the American team, Team USA, and they won the third place in the large sculpture competition. Kudos for that. And Shona and me were discussing uh, just outside the hotel, which is very close to the airport. So you can, you can hear from time to time an airplane flies by, and you can even hear a few kids playing in the swimming pool of the hotel. Uh, so I apologize for the noise. I think the message is very important. See you on the other end of this interview with Shona Flanagan. Hello, 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 Balloon Artist Podcast Nation. This is Evie Kivi, and we're coming to you live from San Diego here in WBC uh, 2018. And I'm really excited to meet Shona Flanagan from Pennsylvania. Shona is known uh, as the queen of the barehead balloons, and she has some really cool designs around that. And she was also competing in 2018 with the American team, with Team USA. And it's really fun to meet face to face and to chat about all kinds of topics. So hello, Shona. How are you? I'm great. How are you? Good. You are quite a veteran in the business. Tell us a little bit about how long have you been in the balloon business and what, what was your journey looking, look, looking like? Um, I've been doing balloons for about 30 years now. I started when I was 17 years old and started more, well, it was a way of a living, but then I took a break for a while with my kids and then went full-time in like 2005 and have been doing balloons full-time since then. So even if you just calculate the f- be- being a full-time from 2005, that's these days 13 years, and, and that by itself is impressive, but you've been uh, involved in entertainment uh, throughout your life in a way. Uh, what other types of entertainment are you involved in these days? Um, well, we have reptile shows and um, we do like glitter tattoos, uh, face painting, costume characters like pirates and princesses and mascot characters and just 
but mostly balloons, mostly balloons. How much of the business is balloons these days? I'd say 70% of oh. those balloons. I got it. So well, for uh, me, Dustin is 50%, um, at least 50% animal shows. And uh, when you mentioned Dustin, Dustin Query, that's your son. Dustin is a very talented balloon artist by himself. But today we're talking with you. So I want to ask you, when you say we, are you working under the same like production house company, uh, you and Dustin? Is it the yes. same company? Basically? Yes, Dustin and I work together. And basically, I get shows for him. He just goes and does the work. But I, I do the bookings. And um, he primarily works for me, but will work with other artists when they call. Got it. So um, tell, tell me a little bit, what type of, uh, of gigs do you do these days? Mostly corporate company picnics are, are the general thing we do. We do some birthday parties and but grand openings, but, but basically it's, it's corporate work that we're doing. We're not doing a lot of birthday parties, except Dustin does a lot of school shows. Um, and then the, like the daycares or school shows and um, birthday party shows he does do too with the reptiles. Uh, one of the topics I wanted to discuss with you personally was something that is actually uh, very personal, but uh, we, we both agreed that this is a topic that needs to be discussed, um, especially between us balloon people, and that is the topic of um, suffering the implications of bipolar personalities. And can you tell us a little bit what it means to be bipolar? Um, well, bipolar is when you have mood uh, fluctuations from very, very happy to very, very sad quickly and back and forth. And you can know that you're experiencing it, but there's no way to stop it. Like you can feel that you're out of control, that your personality is or things you're saying and doing are bizarre and um, a l a l not normal. <laughs> and... Um, there's no way to stop it like you feel it like it's a burning inside of you and you can tell that it's happening but you cannot calm down from it it just keeps escalating and so being bipolar means that you have a, a lot of moments that you're very happy but also some moments that you feel like you're being uh, persecuted persecuted Perfect. wow um, and other the effect of depression and how do you manage to entertain kids with this situation well usually that doesn't happen while I'm entertaining entertaining always keeps you up and happy and you're you're cheerful and like on top of the world but it's when you walk away from that and go into normal life that's when all the self-doubt hits and you get really scared like I I remember when I first used to deal with it that I could be laughing and joking and everybody think I'm the life of the party and so entertaining and then I'd walk into my house and just start bawling and crying and feeling like the the world was over and that I should kill myself I I was very suicidal all the time either really happy or very suicidal and do what did you do uh, once you found out that this is the case did you how did you manage uh, yourself with it I um, was put on medication for a few years and that I didn't really I didn't like it because it made me flatline like I didn't have happy moments and I didn't have really sad moments so it was almost being monotone with no personality so I didn't last taking the medication I decided to stop taking it and just go with the flow <laughs> just let it let my my moods go back and forth and for how many years nowadays uh, are you off medication um, well I went off when I was about 20 20 years old 
and then I went I went back on the medication when I was um, about 45 so I've been back on the last five years and how do you feel in the last five years I mean I, I, I'm just guessing that or maybe it's just being hopeful that between the age of 20 and 40 uh, also uh, like the medicine quality maybe was improved or something of that sort do you feel these days what, what are the implications these days for being under medication to treat bipolar personality well unfortunately it's still not that great <laughs> the being without being on medication I still am pretty flatlined I have a hard time getting excited and happy about things but I no longer blow up and yell and scream at people I used to um, lose my temper and cuss and swear and say very hateful mean things to people so as I'm older I feel it's more important that I stop hurting people and that I deal with maybe not having the happy um, the euphoric feelings that I used to have so I miss that and I, I would like it back and it took my creativity so now I basically make balloons and I can copy designs and you know do do the work but I don't have the um, I don't have the entertainer spirit as much anymore and I definitely don't have the creative edge so right now I'm working with my doctor we're trying to lower my medication the dosage to get a balance where I can feel happy and get some creativity back because I I need that and I miss that in my life this is something that I, I want to kind of dwell a bit and and uh try to to understand the perspective because for some people um they they don't have the creativity spark that you used to have they they only make the balloons themselves and they might have other creativity sparks on on other territories but they don't really know how to become creative with balloons uh what do you think about that you mean like like were you always like for many years were you very creative what does it mean to be creative with balloons for you oh well when i when when i wasn't on medication i would just picture things like they just come into my head in the middle of the night and i'd wake up and start making balloons or doing drawings or doing paintings and um it was just something like i used to write poetry and kids educational magic shows and it would just come to me like you just and you'd be up like three or four days straight working on a new show and uh just it's just there you just it comes to your mind and you talk it over over and over with some people and they don't don't understand but you're working through it and now i mean i just i just don't have that it just doesn't doesn't happen anymore this is very very interesting how uh, you made you had to make a choice between two two aspects of your life and one of them was to be safe to the people around you and the other one was to lose a certain edge that you had in this world which was the edge of being creative Qu quite a hard decision to make but one that I guess uh, people with in this situation has to has to eventually be responsible for what they want to get out of life so uh, quite impressive um before before i had the stress of my husband losing his job and having a nervous breakdown when i had the the manic episodes it wasn't so bad they were mostly manic happy and and great and when i crashed 
they weren't so bad. But when I had the stress of running the whole business and supporting the whole family, it was the overall stress that brought on deep, deep depression and, and sadness and, and um, paranoia that people, especially it was other people in, in the industry, I became very fearful of other people in, in the industry not thinking I was any good. I was, I thought everybody thought I was a fake or a phony or that I didn't really know what I was doing. And just with like being on the medication now, I don't feel like people are out to get me anymore. I mean, I may not have the happy and euphoric side again, euphoric side, but I, uh, I don't also feel like my peers are hating me or despising me. And, um, it's 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 better to to feel like you're you can be part of the group too instead of the the constant doubt so and le let me just say to you you know humbly uh, just from a fellow balloon artist all the way from israel i uh, just from talking to balloon artist not about anything specifically but just you know to with exploring options and, and 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 different sculptures different balloons you named it come up in a very positive way and in a very creative way and um you know when we just started to chat one day over facebook um i knew you know you as someone that is creative that created certain designs especially with the bay with the bare head uh balloons by by sempertex uh, or Petalatex. and Uh, your name was mentioned as someone kind and as someone that is is inspirational. So you should know that uh, you know you have a good name uh, with with your friends in the balloon family. So uh, so 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 thank you for for being brave. Well, <laughs> it's good to know that that's how people feel because when you're in the the depression or have the the bipolar personality, it's really hard to see that other side that other what other people see all you are seeing is negative and um just it's just a very scary place and and you just feel like you're all alone so it it's nice to hear that other people recognize it because i know i have my group of friends but most people i think they see me as being bitchy and and loud and mean and not now now that i'm medication now i'm more quiet and reserved but i have heard some people say that i seem like i'm um distant or unapproachable or that i um don't like people and that's so far from the truth i mean i love i love people and i love learning about other people and and what they're doing but i just am afraid to approach people or talk to them because i'm so insecure and What do you think someone, if someone hears this and he's starting to have maybe some doubts or some, some thoughts about himself, maybe he, because, uh, you know, a lot of artists feel self-doubt. That's uh, pretty much even inherent in, you know, becoming an artist. You have this, this syndrome of thinking, maybe I'm not good enough. What other people think about me? Is this even valuable to show this? But then again, when do you think, is the, where, where is the line where it becomes something that you should check, do you think? Well, I think if, if you're feeling scared and paranoid or afraid that people don't like you, that all you need to do is check in with the handful of people around you to see 
yeah. when, when you're feeling doubt about yourself and you're feeling like maybe you're not good enough that's like a pretty normal level of stress and of you know doubt that is quite common with artists but when the stress level goes up to a level where you feel like you should die or you should uh, you shouldn't exist or you should you know that no one believes in you and no one had loves you and that everyone hates you that uh, the type of signs that maybe this is something that you're going through which is a little bit more complicated to deal with by yourself and by all means this uh, show the Brunatis podcast is not uh, a replacement for getting advices from your friends and your family and from from doctors um, but we're just trying to open up this closet in the balloon artist community this closet that has you know a lot of people hiding their conditions of of, of suffering in from some sort of level of depression and And, and that's the thing, like, you know, I'm saying, like, I've been monotone or not having feelings for the last about four or five years since I was medicated. But I didn't talk to my doctor after that happened. I've just been taking the medication and not saying anything. And finally, about six months ago, I told her, I said, you know, I can't handle that I don't have the creativity and I don't have happiness anymore. I mean, and then she said, well, we'll adjust your medication. They, they didn't realize how monotone or plain flatline my life was so now they're going to adjust it so hopefully I will get back but if you do get medicated to realize it's a process to get the right levels so that you can feel normal and not go in the deep depression but still have the creative edge because the doctors are telling me that there's no reason I should have to give up my creativity and my artistic ability that I can be medicated and still just not go off the deep end all the time yeah quite a, a journey and, and thank you for sharing that with us and for being open about it and guys you know we we need to remember to support each other and to compliment each other and you know I, I, there's a lot of us that appreciate one another and it's so meaningful for us when we hear it when we hear, get this confirmation Uh, just like now I shared with Shona how, how such good I heard such good things about her and, um, and, and so you should do that too you, you should support the people around you you should tell them that you appreciate them at the same, at the same time if you're feeling alone if you're feeling depressed or, or concerned or have self-doubt you know it's normal and even if it's above normal or, or side normal and then you know you have people around you that care for you and and you have you need to you know know that it's not the end of the world you can still operate as a balloon artist and find maybe the the right dosage so that you don't lose your creative edge um but uh, again like this is a part of our community and a part of our life uh, to have uh, for for many people uh, this situation So it's better to be aware of it and talk about it than hiding it. Um, Shona, I want to talk about something inspirational about your journey as a balloon artist, and that is how, how you've invested uh, a lot of money and energy into the, the, the barehead balloon. Tell us what was the process of investing in the balloon barehead. 
Well, first of all, the Big Bear head I saw by, um, well, it was Don Codwell at the time, but Buster Balloon, he had made a little baby doll out of it. And um, that was my first introduction to the balloon. And then I got it and started playing with it. And I just saw so many things that could be done with it. But the problem was it didn't come in hardly any colors. It was seven different colors and they, it didn't, um, I was able to make certain animals and certain things, but like I knew to make a snowman or a ghost or a Hello Kitty or a lot of the different designs I was thinking, I knew I needed white. And uh, the same with my favorite one, the gingerbread man, I knew that I needed to have it in, in uh, caramel, like a mocha color in the caramel uh, brown by Vitalik. And so, and then also I wanted to make Cookie Monster and Mario and Luigi's and um, the Lego guy and all of those needed like a royal blue and they didn't have royal blue. It was just several colors that I felt like if we had them, we could do so much more with them. So I just decided to invest in having them made, especially because I don't know if it was true, but it had been rumored to me that they were gonna discontinue the big bear heads in the United States because they just didn't sell, that nobody was buying them. There wasn't any use for them. So I decided to take my money and, and I spent like $18,000 on the first order of custom bear heads so that everyone could get them. But I wasn't a distributor, so I didn't have a way to get them out to everybody. And in the beginning, Vitalik didn't have the belief in me either that they would be popular. So I wasn't really promoted to go places to show them. I had to uh, find find ways to get it out there on my own. And um, so I went to the face and body painting community and uh, they started having me be an instructor at their conventions. And that's how they gradually became popular. It wasn't with the mainstay balloon artists. It was with magicians and face painters and clowns they all saw how easy and simple the balloon designs were and they wanted them and that's how how they actually started getting out there for people to see and uh, these days the distributors do sell um, the, the bear heads and, and do you still see any any missing colors or something like that Oh yeah, they're still missing colors, like turquoise blue would be great to have, but I'm not willing to invest like I did the first few times, like, you know, to, to get the balloons in the special colors, I had to order 300 bags of each color, and it took a long time to get those sold, and even though I knew I would use them, it's going to take me a long time to use 300 bags of each color, and then I'm more concerned that if I do it again, if I get special colors made, that then they'll become mainstay and I'll be stuck with them um, faster than it happened before. So just hopefully if you make the request for the color, Vitalik uh, will do it now. Like, And we are missing orange in the solid color. They make orange. But to have solid color bags of orange, solid color bags of turquoise blue and um, peach. Well, we have blush. So, I mean, we have a toffee but a blush would be great because for the flesh tones to do babies and to do the skin on some of the characters would be awesome but I, I don't know how soon they'll do it I mean there needs to be a demand but there's there are some colors that are definitely still missing yeah. when you how do you store all of those big <laughs> bear heads I mean I, I mean on your on your kit I mean when you're going to 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 do the balloons oh well, I have the um, the 
there's well two different ways. First, I had the Ken shoot uh, bags would have like 20 pockets on them and I'd have a pocket for every single color because I, I go through just as many bear heads as I go through 360s or 260s. I use bear heads, uh, almost every sculpture I make is a bear head. So yeah, I definitely have to have more of those in my pack than anything else. And I keep an extra bag of white always on me because that's the color I go through the most. Give me three examples of sculptures that are very you know, your go-to sculptures to, to start a gig uh, where you want to impress someone with the design? Well, it's not so much the ones that I want to impress people with, but a lot of what I do now being corporate and company picnics and mall openings, they have to be really fast designs. So the cat that uses two balloons is super popular. The smiley guy, because of the emojis drawing the face on him, that's really popular. And both of those can be made in under a minute. And they look more impressive than a two, than a 260 balloon. So, And then a bunny rabbit uh, uses three balloons. And those three are the, the top ones. Like I just did a, a gig last Saturday um, for a school camp. And it was, I mean, they had an option of about 20 different balloons. But the kids kept choosing the cat, the, the bunny rabbit, and the smiley guy. That was just, that's what they wanted and out of all the other things they could choose. And are those the designs that you also teach in one of your DVDs that you have uh, sold through the Twister system? Um, the bunny rabbit definitely is, but the, the nice thing about those three, they're all YouTube videos that you can just look up and get for free. But I, I do have three DVDs with um, sold on the Twister Sister right now. You can get them directly through me, but it's easier to do digital downloads because you don't have to do shipping. And that is through the Twisted Sister. And uh, they have one, one is popular parodies, which they aren't the most popular characters now. This was from back in 2008, which was really popular. But the concept that goes with it is there. So th that's a really good DVD. And then the um, exotic sea exotic birds and sea creatures that's got some unusual ways to distort the, the bear head I only made three DVDs but I've done over 300 different designs with the bear head so they're not all on there but the concept to do them is there and then the quick and impressive one that's the standard bear heads that we use over and over again it's the basic like 20 balloon designs on it and those are by far the most popular like when I want to be artistic, I make a lot of details into the big bear heads. Then they're not quick, but the quick and impressive ones are all made in under three minutes and are perfect for when you're in that situation where you have to do line work because it's a corporate gig where they want fast. So that, that, um, that's where the big bear heads are actually the most useful are for quick and impressive designs for face painters it's the same thing they have something called the split cake where they have the colors of the paint in a row and it's one stroke and you get all type you can make rainbows and flowers and all types of things so i call the the big bear heads uh like cheater like a cheater balloon because you get so much in one balloon it's like getting three to four pieces of a balloon in one so yes and i i want to uh just emphasize how dedicated you are to your art 
because you've believed in a concept, in an artistic concept, which is the bare head and how you can create a huge impact really fast, much faster than the 260s and give, uh, give to a kid or to, to a client something that is immediately huge and you've invested m- more money into it than many people are afraid to go to a convention and, <laughs> and, and spend 3,000 yeah. bucks for like the flights and the hotel and like 3,000 bucks is like something that you can even come to WBC for this amount of money and people are afraid of you know investing in their education you know even 350 bucks through like an online course but you spend thousands tens of thousands of dollars in your in yourself in your belief that this artistic concept and the entertaining concept of the big bear head is 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 something that is valuable and that's by itself is is very impressive and shows your dedication and if you don't mind me saying it's it's a little bit crazy to invest so much money <laughs> yeah my and husband my husband thought it was pretty crazy he was like uh we could have bought a car with that money shot instead of a bunch of balloons and the first time i did it was it was was a, a little crazy for him but then when i turned around and invested another eighteen thousand a few months later he he was a little bit uh he thought i really was crazy <laughs> Uh, like I, I remember uh, five five or six years ago I invested about five thousand dollars in creating a magic trick with stickers and back then I thought well maybe it will work maybe it will be very good and, and maybe it will be a bestseller or something and when it turned out to be something that just kind of made enough money to justify the expense and that's it uh, but not really with profit Uh, all I had left was the branding, which was that people saw that I'm creative and people saw that I care. Um, but you spent like six or seven times more um, in that. So y- your branding is, is definitely <laughs> bigger than mine. Well, uh, with that said, um, I really respect one more thing about you, and that is not just the way that you put your... money where your soul is and when you care about an, a principle and like an artistic concept uh, you were not afraid of spending a lot of money about it but also on the artistic level to decide you're not like everyone else to decide every single person that comes through me will get a heart will get a big bear it doesn't really matter be the guy that does everything in black and white be the guy that you know he's totally unique And yourself and everyone can do that it doesn't you don't need specifically the ba- the big barehead balloons you can decide on a creative style wherever you are yeah I mean I believe that's really true and when you when you come up with a design that um, works you can usually find other ways to use it from one you can end up making 10 20 30 different designs out of the same thing just thinking about the concept of what you're using and and anyone can do it anyone can can take an idea and let it grow so so i want to thank you again shona flanagan for sharing with us your story your hurdles and also your successes uh as an artist to focus and to find your own style and and Like you said, you have hundreds of designs nowadays from those concepts that you've created. If anyone is interested in your designs, where should they go and uh, see your, your uh, digital downloads? Um, you can go to the, the Twisted Sister, 
And if, to, if you want to get a little bit of idea before that, you can look on YouTube for, um, I just look up Big Bearhead, because that's where you find it, simply Shauna or Shauna Flanagan. But if you look up Big Bearhead Balloons, the, the channel will come up. And I will put a link to the channel on the balloonartistpodcast.com website. So if you go to, the, to this uh, chapter, this episode, you will find it really easily. And we'll also put a few pictures of, of, of uh, those designs. So I want to thank you again, Shona. And uh, now we'll go and, and party in WBC. Hi, <laughs> thank you. Thank you for having me. <laughs> thank you. I hope you've enjoyed the interview with Shona Flanagan. Her struggle with bipolar personality is real, but... It's an ongoing struggle in parallel. She is so admirable for the way that she has decided to double down on the bare heads and the way that she designed so many designs. I feel like uh, we all owe to people like Shona so much for making this art advance and for exploring the frontiers of the different shapes and the different designs that can be done with the uh, various sizes of balloons. So thank you so much. And really, I think my main takeaway personally is that when you are passionate about your art, you can find the budget to buy balloons for $20,000. So like you can find the budget to invest in your education, to invest in your passion, to meet people, to even fly all over the world for it or into your computer and visit the Facebook group Balloon Artist to talk with us, to connect with other talented people. I hope to meet you there. I am inside waiting for you in the Balloon Artist Facebook group. See you guys next week. Hello Balloon Artist Podcast Nation, Zivi Kivi here and this is Season 6, Chapter 8, The Tips Section. And I want to share with you a story that will lead to the tip. And that is a story about a show that I did this week for an 11-year-old kid. And in this age, which is like pretty... She's pretty old by now as a kid. Uh, she has all sorts... In this age, they, they have all sorts of of uh, considerations like the show cannot be embarrassing in any way and the five the fifth grade kids they can be quite problematic they have their own phone and if the show is not boring is not interesting they will tell you that just directly um so i went over to do the show usually i only perform to about two to ten years old and 11 is kind of within my abilities but uh, I was just as concerned as that girl the birthday girl was she was very happy about me coming she asked for me to come but she, she expressed her concern that she was really hoping that everyone will enjoy her birthday that's so sweet of her to be able to articulate that so I asked her for example what do you think what do you think about me doing a dance because I have in my show a bit where I sing and dance and she she's like she was petrified like seriously uh, I understand her my daughter she's 10 she probably would have been petrified too 
about the concept of me dancing and, and singing. But she was petrified and I said, well, we don't have to do it. Definitely you don't have to dance and uh, sing. And later on, there were a few girls that came and, and started to talk about dancing. And from here to there, I eventually did do half of the dance and the sing of, and the song, but couldn't complete everything because it wasn't uh, uh, interesting enough for everyone. So I took uh, like a short mini break and uh, sent everyone to eat from this huge, huge table of candies. And then they, brought, they came back and we could start the show. So anyway... The pretty pretty soon I found out that the grand finale of my show, which is a levitation effect, uh, is not working. It, uh, it has some aspects that requires some... It has a component that uses electricity, let's say that, and that component wasn't responding. I replaced the batteries, it was still not responding. So I was, so I was pretty much in a situation where I cannot actually... Uh, do the grand finale of the show. And uh, it, it, it was so odd because every kid that will arrive and sit and uh, like will come to participate in the show uh, started to ask me, do you also do the levitation effect? Do you also do the levitation? Like they all only asked, hey, do you also do the levitation effect? That was so odd and ironic because I knew that I can't. And it was a very warm day. So I told them, Uh, one by one, that not in this condition, like when it's so co uh, warm, I cannot do the levitation effect. But then it dawned on me that maybe this poor <laughs> young girl that uh, was so concerned about her social status, she has a right for that uh, in her age, for sure. And maybe, maybe the reason why everyone are talking with me about the levitation effect is because she was talking about it too. And I was starting to talk with myself inside my head and tell myself, oh no, this is going to be a disaster. Uh, she really wants to levitate and you don't have the levitation effect and all of the kids could have cheered for her and now they won't. And like I was really uh, just sending myself uh, discouraging messages inside my head. But then I decided, no, I cannot assume something for her and I need to talk with her about it because if this is something that she's uh, very expected, like she, he's, if she's expecting this effect so much, she needs to know that, I, that it's broken. Um, I called the girl to kind of uh, talk in private and uh, that was really like a minute before me starting the actual show. And I asked her, tell me what is the most important thing that you're looking forward for the show? What is it? And she looked at me and she said, I just want them to have fun. I just want my friends to have fun. Fun. That's the most important thing to me. And then I knew, okay, I got this. She doesn't even care about the levitation effect. So I didn't apologize and I didn't explain. I just told her, now let's work together and make it happen. And that's what I did. No one noticed that the levitation effect was not working. Once I released those stories out of my head, everyone was having fun. I was having fun. And the event was a success and I even got a tip at the end. So what is the lesson here? 
definitely check your batteries if you have anything operated by batteries and check your equipment. But I think another lesson, a more healthy lesson is don't be afraid to ask and approach your customers about your concerns because you might find out that they don't really care about the same things that you do. They just want to have fun. See you guys next week on the Balloon Artist Podcast.